our first episode. So yes. we're super excited to have the podcast finally launch and start off. Yeah, it's it's been a long time coming. So it's great to finally be at our premiere episode, I like to say. Um, and um, just a little bit more about the podcast. Yeah, so Call Out the Box is going to be a buy weekly podcast yeah. <laughs> um not bi-monthly bi-weekly <laughs> and um it's just going to be sort of basically about both of us just talking about issues events um things that are going on in our world um and then just sort of our experiences as, as black female professionals we are both um, black just, just <laughs> yes we're both black <laughs> Um, about dating, how to find a date, even yeah. so, just um, things that just life really, just to yeah. just to girls Any, of Nigerian origin talking yeah. about life, yeah, trying to navigate living in London, um, working, um, finances, everything, all of that stuff, all everything in between, yeah. Um, so yeah, so this is a interactive podcast, so we like to hear from you guys. So if you have anything to add or things that you think that we should be talking about, then just tweet at us. Um, we just color out the box on Twitter or on Instagram, color out the box, and then also you can just email us as well at coloroutthebox at gmail.com. Um, and we'd love to hear from you, even if it's just a yeah. t- tell us what you think of feedback, this comments. Episode. Obviously, you know. Yeah. Good and bad is welcome. Yeah. Yeah, we can take it. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, um, a little bit about ourselves. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, I, I'm Jay, as I mentioned before. And, obviously, um, of Nigerian descent. Um, mm. Born in France. Lived in the US. I didn't even know you was born in France. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, lived in Nigeria. Lived in Denmark, did I say that? Yeah, yeah. so lived in a lot of different places, um, but now based in London, living yeah. and working in London. Well, I'm Mo, lived in London for most of my life, but I actually was born in Nigeria, Lagos. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, celebration. Um, um, but yeah, basically brought up here in the UK, um, but um, travel all over the place, been to as far as like Asia. Um, India, um, China, most of Europe. So between myself and Jay, I think we're we're quite seasoned travellers as well. So mm. we'll probably be incorporating a lot of that now travel, yeah. Especially of of um, women of colour, mm. it's it's a different experience when you yes. go to places where you are really are the minority. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, we've got we've got some one. funny stories. Yeah. <laughs> um. So I hope you're enjoying so far. And um, we're just going to take a short break and um, hopefully come back to you some of what's been going on in our world. Right, so let's get straight into it. Straight into it, why not? Um, It's been a mad week. It has been a crazy week, obviously. So, So, yeah, we're recording this just after the elections a couple of days ago in the US and um, it was an outcome that it, I don't know are you shocked was no you I wasn't shocked I wasn't surprised um, if honestly we had we didn't put money on it at work but we all sort of said the day before like oh what do you think yeah. and I was one I was the one of the only ones in my corner of 
of my sort of my desk is, that said it's going to be Trump. Yeah, the fun thing is, I actually I thought it. I actually was starting to doubt that maybe Hillary would win because um, the polls were in her favour. But I kept on thinking, if he's going to vote Trump, not many people would actively say that they're going to vote yeah, Trump. Yeah. So I think obviously a lot of people that publicly were saying they're going to vote but for Hillary, Hillary yeah. didn't. I, and, that's what I think, And yeah. voted Trump because yeah. he didn't just win by a little bit. He he comfortably like yeah. won it so i think it was a combination of things i think there's a first the first one is probably a lot of them that said they were going to vote for hillary yeah. didn't vote for her um a lot of people didn't vote because they did not they didn't like hillary they yeah. didn't like trump either so they just said they're not gonna yeah. support anything yeah that is true and then i think you had a lot of people saying there was a lot of misogyny as well like they would rather have a crazy man. A crazy, a reality <laughs> TV star as the president than a woman. Yeah. So a lot of people made that choice, I which think. is Which is mind-blowing because um, I still can't get over the fact that this guy is it's in a, charge. Why are people surprised? the USA. No, as in like this person with no prior experience. But America has done it before. No, because all the previous presidents have either had some kind of political experience so, no, they had an actor. There was a Hollywood actor. But even he's had military experience. Still. So, the, but, but, but my still, point is yeah. some kind of like experience in, in that kind of realm. Mm. And I think, um, you know, I remember I was speaking to one of my friends who lives out in Boston and, you know, she, for at least a day, couldn't even talk about it and everything. And I remember that same feeling after Brexit of like, oh, we're really going to do this. Yeah. yeah. And, um everyone because everyone thought that we wouldn't leave yeah yeah um we were quite confident with that Very, but then yeah. again i suppose we are in this bubble of london london is not representative of the whole of the uk mm. so um obviously london voted to stay remain um and majority of the rest of the uk voted to leave so i remember that feeling of like oh my gosh like mm. this is going to really happen but in comparison yeah, to this, the US, yeah. it feels like this is on a whole nother level. Yeah, it, well, <laughs> it is. It is on a whole nother level because they've actually put someone in charge of, of you know, <laughs> the, I don't even know what. Yeah, they keep on talking I don't about. know why I want to say the free world because that's scary <laughs> to think that yeah. he's in charge. But yeah. they basically have put him in charge. I mean, this um, is... This it's is, very defined... What what's the word divisive like, yeah it's it, it i mean it's worrying because you know this is a country that you know has a lot of power mm -hmm. you know yeah um and it is going to affect even us here in the uk there are implications absolutely um, yeah um there was talks about um you know are they going to renege on some of the environmental policies that were set up mm. by obama um, which affects all of us. Yeah. Um, are, are they going to maybe reverse some of the things that Obama did, such as like Obamacare, which is going to affect um, a number of um, Americans who are um, can't afford mm. um, um, private insurance. So it's... And then also all the stuff that's going on in the States at the moment regarding yeah. um, police brutality, Black Lives Matter. Where does that come into it where does that go what you know and it, well i think the black lives matter thing 
to be fair, Obama hasn't really done anything. No, he like hasn't that, done anything. So. But this is <laughs> someone that, that is just. But this is someone that's actively like against a lot of things. Yeah, so, and not just against this like black is. people. He he's he. No, I. Do you know what I think? People, I think the media has really taken him. They uh, they don't take him seriously. I don't think he's a fool. I don't think he's an idiot. See, I'm not. I'm not sure. He's I don't either, think he is. He's really is, you know, crazy, or he's no. the smartest guy. I think he's on the smart side. I really do. I think he knew what he was doing yeah. from the beginning, and yeah. Let's see. I think we just have to watch and see what happens. But yeah. I think I don't think he's as stupid as people as the media made him out to be honest i think i, I blame the media as yeah. well because they did not take him seriously no, no. if they had taken but him to be seriously fair, nor did i i was like yeah this is exactly. someone that's got a reality tv show yeah i mean does that mean like um sir alan sugar who well kim apprentice? kardashian could have been she, she could Ooh, I'm campaign. Saying, like, i does, mean that's that's america isn't it does alan sugar have a chance of being prime minister of the oh, uk God, or no, like but, you know it's it's that's that's why i'm just like yeah it doesn't seem like it's real like if it had been any other job yeah say if he was a you know to become a ceo of like a major international um company and you had this much scandal come yeah. out about you you yeah. know some of the and you said these things you would not be able to apply yeah. for that role they would not give it to you it is crazy like, yeah you this is basically the the top job in america but america and you have it if you think about it this is the same country that elected a black president the yeah. same country then elects donald trump but you I mean, know so what? it just doesn't make sense but i think it does make sense i think where it's kind of like they went where it went so far in one direction um so now donald is like almost the the extreme yeah, the other side exactly yeah. so this is where you know and they were saying that people that haven't even voted for years oh went out and voted yeah this, wow so and voted for trump. trump um i watched one like um news program and this couple um were like you know they they haven't voted in years they because they'd never felt that there was candidates worth voting for but now the uh, mr trump is there that they decided that you know this will be you know this will be good a time, time. To this vote. is the best time so, to vote <laughs> yeah so wow. he you know they i mean and i even think they even said that this was you know records like you know of people coming out to vote exactly so mm. yeah but but i mean apparently hillary clinton still got the majority of the votes yeah. but because of the way the electoral system works yeah she's she didn't, she win. didn't win yeah. yeah because she didn't get i think the majority of states yeah exactly yeah, yeah. um which, so yeah this is the world we live in now yeah. right where trump post-Brexit, is post-Brexit post-election post even we, with Brexit we don't know what's going to happen no. because that's still up in the air because the high courts have um, well they've said that parliament has to vote on it well they said parliament technically has to vote but I don't see there being the likelihood of them like trying to overturn what basically a decision was by yeah um, the people well the, the liberal liberal democrats which is like a political party here in the uk they've already said they're gonna vote no they're gonna vote against really yeah they've this, already said that yeah 
I just think... But I don't think... You're right. I don't think you'll have... I think they'll have to go with... They'll just have to go with it. it would make it. a yeah. mockery of having a referendum. Exactly. Then. Like, why, why, why have it? Yeah. Not, I, I obviously wanted us to stay, but still, no, I, yeah. I don't think you should ask people what you want and, and then, then go, ignore yeah, it and then exactly, do something else. Yeah. And, and I think that would um, cause a lot of problem for a lot of people. I think, I think it'll go ahead, but not yeah. in the way most people think it's going to yeah. go. That's, I think they'll definitely trigger Article 50. Well, Theresa May says she can do it in, what, May? Ma- March next year? Oh, March. Is it even. March? Or yeah. Is it May, yeah. Um, so it's going to happen. It is going to happen. I'm not Just sure how, what, how it's going to work. Exactly, yeah. I, I, I went to Hamburg um, a few weeks back and I was like, do I still go straight through? Through the EU? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> am I still in the Well, yeah, what, technically the UK okay? is still in the EU, um, yeah. And um, one of my colleagues who works over in Europe, when she came to the UK um, recently, she did say that she got asked a lot more questions. Then, um, oh, wow. Um, as to how long she was going to be here. And for her, it was obviously, you know, quite an unusual experience. Yeah. She, she's white and she's German. But it was like, mm, she's like, can you imagine they asked me, like, how long I'm going to be here and where I'm staying? I goes, uh, I get asked that all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, traveling, traveling while black. Yeah, so but I, I guess for you it must have been quite interesting. So she was she was very angry about that. Oh. But um, yeah, it, it's all quite interesting. I remember it is a lot it of the is, Americans yeah. were saying like you know don't let you know this election be like Brexit and you can't take anything for it's granted. It's worse than Brexit. Yeah, it's worse. <laughs> Americans, yeah. you have. You guys are you, you, on a different... Different scale. Di- different scale, yes. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. yeah, it's mad then. There's there's now protests. There's been protests since since he was elected. Yeah. but um, Lots it, of hash, hashtags of not my president. Again, but I'm not really sure what can be done. The, I don't think... There's nothing that can be done. Um, there's nothing that can be done. It's just... I, I think Michael Moore had... He posted something on instagram that was really interesting he he sort of had a list of like a to-do list of of like morning after the election and one of them was that the democratic democratic party has to like just reorganize and get people on their side again and i think yeah maybe that's true it's like a re-evaluation of 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 things and they've got four years they've got four years (laughs) yeah because for some reason people just did not support them yeah. this time around yeah and that that's an issue isn't it so yeah political um, yeah and climate just, is very unsteady at the moment. yeah it's, it's a changing world um, it is it is um it'll be interesting in the next few months um, yeah to see. see what happens yeah um see how it affects all of us basically yeah but um i think the world is watching so yeah exactly yeah let's see what he does yeah um, so talking of other things going on this week or just in general, um, we've obviously been listening to Solange's album. Yes, it has. I mean, yeah, it came out what a month ago. I think, a, yeah, maybe like a, a three, three weeks, or four weeks, three weeks ago. ago but yeah. I think it's, I it's still on for me. Like I'm still. I'm, I'm still, still in the zone, especially of recent events. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm still, I'm still I'm sitting at like, the table. I kind of re-listened, and um, it, it's it's quite 
I, I quite like the album. It, a lot of people are comparing it to Lemonade. I think they're really different. Yeah. Really different. They they do different things. Um, yeah, like a friend of mine said, she, she I think she quoted it really well. She said, Lemonade was like the... Is was like the intro class, and then a seat at the table is like the master class. Ah, okay. I think so. That's... You know, I mean, and I thought, yeah, you're right. That that is like lemonade is like your intro. Yeah. To that, and then seat at the table is like bam. Because this is it. I think for me, lemonade was more about it was it was a different kind of like feeling and perspective. Mm. It was more about you know. It was also quite um, relationship orientated. Whereas yeah. I feel like um, a seat at the table is more about women. Yeah. About yeah. you, black woman. Woman, yeah. Yeah. So, um, I mean, you've got uh, one of my favorite songs is um, obviously Don't Touch My Hair. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, every time I change my hair and go to work, it gets touched. <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, many times uninvited. Um, all the times yeah. uninvited. Um, and I remember saying to one of my colleagues, like, have I ever touched your hair? And she's like, no. And I go, yeah, you have touched mine several times. Um, but the song isn't just about that. Mm. It, you know, it's not literally like, don't touch my hair. Yeah, it's sort of like a metaphor yeah. as well, isn't I it? I think it's just more I think about... It's like a metaphor, yeah. Um, just as black women having to, like, navigate this kind of, like... Um, your space That's without it, being yeah. invaded and not just physically but yeah. also like mentally as exactly, well exactly yeah um and then um i also like um cranes in the sky as well yeah, yeah um which she said she wrote actually quite a few years ago um and a lot of people said it's about depression but again i think it's you can take different things from the song like i like to think it's it's about understanding yourself more mm-hmm. so you know where she talks about she tried to drink it away sex mm. it away and you know realize those things didn't work so mm. it's almost like self-discovery but um, yeah like like a self-care song yeah right? definitely yeah, yeah. definitely and that's when i listen to it i'm i'm thinking of that like i'm thinking okay how to look after yourself yeah. and yeah. um yeah but um, I, my, one of my favorite tracks is fubu i really yeah love that one. that's love not that. a kind of song you can really listen to in the office <laughs> oh like out loud no or? yeah out loud even no, sometimes in your headphones because yeah. sometimes i'm like it just gets me a bit too hyped up <laughs> <laughs> no i love that song i really love it um i love i love weary that's yeah. know, that's another good song yeah i think it's just one of those albums you can just listen to it yeah throughout listen to all the songs and she had her she was on SNL on Saturday Night Live. Yes. She did the performances, which were ama- amazing, yeah. I think. It was just to sing, like, don't touch my hair, like, live on yeah. TV and, you know, that. But I it's think... funny in terms of the timing, like, before the election. Election, and yeah, stuff like that. yeah. And I think um, that's where it has, you know, United States of America mm. is not so united. It yeah. has become more divided in terms of, you know... Um, you know, you have the black people, people of colour, mm. um, minority groups. So I'm, I'm not even just um, racially I'm talking about the um, LBG, LGBTQ community. Everyone wants to say something. Yeah. Um, yeah. The majority doesn't really want to hear it. So mm. that's why I think it's been really interesting. And um, yeah, I thought her performance was really, yeah, really, really yeah. good. Um, there's been a i think like there's there is definitely something going on this year yeah. in music um 
because after Solange released album a few weeks later, Alicia Keys released hers, yeah. which is also. What do you think of Alicia Keys' no makeup thing? I love it. I, I'm, I'm. I I I I'm not sure if I fully support it. If I'm Why? honest, only because I get it. Yeah. Why she's doing it? I just don't think it needs to be made a thing. Well, I don't think she's the one making it a thing. Yeah. I think again, it's such, someone does something and then the yeah. media makes it a thing. I don't yeah. think. I think this was her own personal choice, yeah. and that's how she wants to just express no it's not even about expressing herself i think she's just like no and i'm not I, and going I to conform anymore. and i and i definitely think there is a need for it because there's all these um makeup tutorials on like mm. youtube and instagram and don't get me wrong the work is amazing some mm. of the things the transformations that people can do yeah but they are literal transformations as in yeah they're not the same person you anymore. D- they do yeah. not look like the original person <laughs> yeah. like um so and i so i do think it's nice to have that other side of the coin mm. where um you know you are embracing like what you naturally mm. look like the i think it's I... refreshing i think it's really refreshing yeah the only thing i would say is like she could just maybe wear some nicer outfits because <laughs> because <laughs> if you're gonna go all fresh face great but i feel like your hair and your clothes should should be on point so oh that um, hasn't been i haven't yeah, there was her, um, her style is I don't know what her style it's is. It's a bit hit of, and miss. Sometimes she looks amazing, sometimes you know. I think she has changed her style as yeah, well. I think yeah. there's something in there. She's I don't know what I natural don't, of the earth at the moment. But I don't I know what it is. But it is it's natural, very is that what it is? very zen, very uh <laughs> it's lots of um long sleeves. Yeah. Right? <laughs> long sleeves. <laughs> Yeah, she's she's making so, yeah, a statement in her there, long sleeves. Yeah, so there's definitely yeah. something with the style. But um, yeah, yeah, I, I am loving the whole no makeup thing. And to be honest, I don't think it's completely no makeup. I think yeah. it's makeup to make it look like there is no makeup, I mean, which is still makeup, right? Maybe there's a little bit of there's a tinted moisturizer, exactly, at least. yeah, <laughs> or something. But she looks good. Yeah. She's a beautiful woman. So yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, as I said, talking of makeup, there was this guy that um, actually is um, divorcing his wife because he saw her for the first time after the wedding without makeup. Wow. And um, there's a picture going around the internet of the alleged woman. And yeah, she looks pretty different. But then I was like, you're married. How could you not see How her could with, you not? Yeah. without makeup before? Oh, maybe that means that she must have just had makeup on every single time. Maybe, but still, or you would know. Did that she she's... look like a completely different person? Well, yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't think it's grounds for divorce, but. Um... But okay, what my question to that? Did he not know that she was wearing makeup? Well, they must do. I, I mean, you know. So that's my thing. Is like, did he know that she was wearing makeup? If, or maybe he asked her, and she she. Are you wearing makeup? And she's like, no, no, because the pictures that they showed, you could clearly. It wasn't like she was doing the Alicia Keys oh, oh, natural, but yeah. I've got makeup on. She was pretty like made up, so she had like you know eyeshadow, um, the whole contour. But maybe thing. he asked her, "Are you wearing makeup?" And she said, and she oh, lied. And if said he no. didn't, if he no, no, because he thought that was her. Hasn't a guy asked you that before? No, but I'm. If I had like, if I got red lipstick on and coloured <laughs> eyeshadow, and I say I'm not wearing makeup, then 
if he believes me, then I shouldn't be dating him, surely. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm trying to say. Like, did, maybe he's not very clued up on what makeup okay. is. Well, then he deserves what he got there. Yeah. That, um, that's that's crazy though that is so what else has been going on um doing? yeah what else has been going on so there's been a few art exhibitions there was the nigerian artist um who had her first exhibition in london oh okay um and her name was in jedica oh, okay was that the one you went to at the south bank no, so that was at the Victoria Mural Gallery. Oh, yes. Gallery. Yeah, you just yeah. say. Oh, okay, nice. Yeah, so that was really interesting. Um, she's also a Nigerian sort of born artist, but then moved to the US when she was 16. So she's okay. got this sort of dual um, sort of identity or um, perspective. Yeah. Um, have a look at our Instagram because obviously we posted Yeah, so we posted there. some pictures on yeah, there. Yeah, so that's good. Um, for me, it's just been a bit of a work week, getting on with things, getting my head around what's going on in the world, um, enjoying a current series on the BBC, um, their Black British season, yeah, which is quite good. Yeah, that's been on, um, yeah. So loads of different kind of like programming around that, which is quite nice. Um, and it's just nice to see like a different perspective, mm-hmm. you know, we're not all in gangs or walk in the street or something <laughs> so that's quite good um but um yeah the black history one was really good mm. um i think they went back about two thousand years wow um found the first well they were african romans um, oh, okay they had arrived well that were here before the british actually if that makes sense um so yeah that was really interesting and then there was another woman that they found like remains of an african a woman of african descent who was uh, sort of they found her in, um remains of her in a field in cumbria and she yes. was because she was from like the victorian time. no she was it was way before that ah. actually um it was way before that i think um was it no i can't remember now sorry because you know it's funny because i went to a black google network event at their new offices in king's cross a few weeks mm-hmm. ago and they were talking about um british black history yeah and it is amazing like there's so many things that have happened in the past that we're just not aware of yeah and yeah. also that you know we didn't you know slavery didn't just bring us you know bring black people to the uk like they were a lot of black people here already mm. and um they were not you know it, it wasn't all about slavery some of them had quite prominent positions yeah um, and um una king actually made a really good statement um she just said um no world history is black history we, we it, it doesn't even need to be separate we're, we're part of that um, narrative yeah. so um we just need to be included yeah um, exactly, so you yeah. know this whole sections of history that is just missing so yeah where, where you have we have black history month we have one yeah, month yeah exactly okay right thank you thanks for that there was stuff going on so, yeah. <laughs> so just include us so yeah so that's really good mm. Okay, so we're gonna take a few moments. Real. Okay, and now on to our main topic of discussion. Um, yeah. So, as part of the podcast, each week we're gonna, just gonna 
have something that's either you know either hot right now we want to talk about or any suggestions that you guys have um so today we would thought we'd start quite simple and just talk about what it is to be first generation um black british african nigerian whatever you want to call it and how um even though we're both here living in london our stories are actually quite different um so the term first generation refers to people um so where you, your family has um emigrated to another country and either you came at quite early age or you was born there so for me i came to the uk when i was like probably like two or something mm-hmm. um my i was a f- um i'm the first born of um my um, parents um and um we came here what supposedly was supposed to be for a short period um <laughs> and then 30 plus years later we're still here um <laughs> can i just add legally as well <laughs> so um but yeah it's um my story is probably like a lot of people um so just to give you a bit of background um so as i said um parents are nigerian i was born there as well um and my dad actually came to uk to study so there was a course that he was um that he wanted to do he wanted to do an accounting course here in um london and the plan was for him to come study and then come back simple so he came um then in those times and it was absolutely fine he came on a student visa um but your partner because he was married can come and work so that's why my mum came and so she took um had a job and then my um dad was obviously um studying um so to support the family my mum was working um which was fine and quite interesting and then there was a point where they were both studying right (laughs) so they were both studying also my mum was still working um so looking after me obviously was a little bit difficult um i was still not of school age so um like many people i was sent to go and live with a white family in stevenage oh really (laughs) yeah um i would live there and um during the week and i would come back on the weekends wow so um i barely remember it um i was probably doing it up until the age of like five when my sister came along but um yeah we were i think that was quite that was common very common in the 80s amongst Nigerian families yeah and it was and it was a way so that um you you know a lot of um you know African or Nigerian families they could work and study um Mm. but also it was probably a cheaper way for in terms of childcare because you just go and drop your um children with these um families so sort of kind of like fostering yeah yeah um so quite quite a few of my friends cousins all had similar experiences mm. but when you mention that at work they're, they're, they're quite they're like, <laughs> they're like, what but what do you even say what you mean? you're like it sounds that's really strange, strange. yeah strange, that, like... oh i lived with this you know white family and there's pictures of me on a horse <laughs> <laughs> which is absolutely crazy mm. um so yeah and um we did that for a while and again still the plan was to go back to nigeria um, when my parents finished their studies and, and continue on life there in Lagos. Um, however, my mum became um, got pregnant with my um, sister. And then I think from there, that's when probably the plan changed quite a lot. So 
um so now they had um, two small children um so they actually decided to settle here so went about applying for um, citizenship and back in those days it was feasible to get it <laughs> so, <laughs> so um, and that's what they did um one of the interesting things was is when i actually started um, um when I, so when you're younger um we because you know I, I when i think about it my mum when she went to go and live in Lagos was a big deal for her because she moved from her town and village to Lagos to major city. Yeah, yeah. So even for her, that was quite a culture shock. So coming to the UK, it was an even bigger culture shock. And I remember she was saying that when she first came, she found it even difficult to understand the English mm-hmm. that um, the people here were talking because she said she could understand like the news and that's about it (laughs) because um you know you've got people out from london from manchester northern accents gorgeous accents and she just said it sounded like another language um to the point um that my mum was my both my parents were worried that i wouldn't pick up english so when i was at home they were only speaking english to me Mm -hmm. which is kind of sad because it meant that i lost my uh, our own nigerian language of yoruba um because i was living with the foster parents during the week and the weekend my parents were speaking english to me for fear that i wouldn't pick up english English, yeah and which is strange because you were living with an English yeah exactly (laughs) and my english was fine yeah um so going when we actually started to go to school it was quite an experience because you there were other obviously other black people here and up until school age i basically interacted with people where we lived and then also who i thought were my cousins but basically um other nigerian people that were also in a similar situation (laughs) so other aunties and uncles and their kids um so that, that was my experience in terms of like uh, um, black people. So it was other Nigerians. So there were certain things that I thought that were just everyone in the UK did because that's how I was brought up. Yeah. So it's only when I went to school that I really started to notice the difference between myself and like the other children. Um, and also even myself and other black children because um, in the 80s, African people in the UK was still a relatively new thing um, whereas um, the people from the Caribbean had you know been here a little while mm. now so they were probably some of them are on like second generation so yeah. like their grandparents had come and then had kids and then they had had kids yeah. whereas literally we were first generation so back in the 80s when I was a child it wasn't that cool to be African mm. and um, and what when I look back at it, back at it, it was really surprising was sometimes the interactions I had with other black people that were not African, mm-hmm. so that people from the Caribbean, which is completely different today where we see everyone sees himself as black and you know you know or originating from africa exactly exactly whereas before it was kind of like you know there was a divide yeah and you felt you did feel separated and and then also how my parents kind of like were there was this kind of like fear they had of we'll join gangs we'll start smoking taking Mm. drugs you know 
running off with boys and you know real kind of like worry of like this western world is going to corrupt us or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah so my parents were probably super super strict in terms of what we could do and what we couldn't do because they feared that you know we would i don't know go off the rails yeah which wasn't even close to the case or anything and to be honest if you really wanted to you, you could mm-hmm. um but yeah so um it, it's it was quite interesting growing up in that kind of space so yeah at home um it was very much like a mini nigeria in our mm. house um so you know in terms of foods in terms of how you used to act you know um as i said every adult is either auntie or uncle you yeah. call them by their names or anything like that um and then outside of the house when I'm going to school, it was very different. I remember when I went on my one of my first school trips to um, Southend. Um, I want to call it a beach, but it's not. <laughs> <laughs> and, and when we went to Southend, I had a little flask of jollof rice. <laughs> as everyone, my packed lunch. As my packed lunch. Wow. Whereas everyone else had... A um, sandwich. Jam sandwich, a packet of crisps yeah. and chocolate. I had some rice, I had some, some plantain um, wrapped wow. in foil and that, that was uh, Your pack lunch. my pack lunch and then, then having to ask my mum next time, can I have a sandwich? And Instead she was like, yeah. confused as to like, why would you want that <laughs> <laughs> over <laughs> some good rice? <laughs> Which is true, it doesn't make but sense. But back then you're like, because I just want to <laughs> yeah. be like everybody else. Exactly, and it's that whole kind of thing of like you wanting to fit in. Yeah. And like, even with my name, Hmm. my name that I go by now so obviously Mo is not my full name but my full um, Yoruba Nigerian name um, the school actually said to my mum they couldn't pronounce it so can (laughs) they use my middle name and since then I've gone with that middle name Mm -hmm. so um, so even that today you couldn't even say that to yeah, you couldn't say it. You couldn't say no. it. Um, no, you would no. abs- there would be an absolute uproar. But yeah. they actually said, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll call we her by her yeah. middle name instead. Mm. And my mum just was like, oh, okay. And she said now, like, if anyone ever tried to say that to her, of course she would, you know, tell yeah, them. Yeah, protest. Yeah. yeah, about themselves. But, um, yeah, <laughs> it's, it was, a, it was a, an interesting time. Mm. And, you know, we were living in East London, so which is completely different to how it is now. Yeah. Um, super trendy but it it wasn't like that then um and you know as i said we were kind of you tend to kind of like stick with your own kind yeah so i guess there were certain expectations as well from you that you had to probably you know be a certain way definitely and And education Mm. you know it's not a myth that you know africans like to study Mm -hmm. it's um and it's because i think Again, there's this fear that if you don't have a certain level of education, then you won't succeed. So, yeah. And your parents, obviously, they want the best for you. Yeah. So they were very much about studies is important. You need to make sure you're educated. But also there was particular subjects that they preferred you to do. So my parents were very much of the maths, science, accountant lawyer doctor engineer because they know that you know you're going to get a job at the end of it they didn't understand the concept of performing arts or even media studies no no. yeah i think those came later one day yeah (laughs) 
they now understand computer mm. studies they, they understand that there's money to be made there <laughs> um so again that kind of shaped how i grew up and when mm. i look at someone like my brother who's a good 10 years younger than me his upbringing is so much different, different to mine, of course yeah um because he has a little bit more of those those freedoms yeah i think but um yeah i i, th- I think it's kind of like worked out quite well and one of the great things is um, you survived. I, yeah, I, I managed to like make it. Um, and what, but one of the great things of now about being an adult um, is actually wanting to know more about my heritage. So you know, I make an effort to go to Nigeria at least once a year um, to kind of like stay in touch with that. You know, w- with who I am in terms from that perspective mm-hmm. um, to. to because then I'm, I'm thinking about for the next generation, I want them to understand that, you know, where they come from. So yeah. I need to understand where I come from. So, yeah, it's 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 been an experience. Mm. Um, um, and then obviously work life is a completely whole other ball game. Mm, yeah. And how you interact with the workplace and obviously explain to people at work that Africa is a continent, <laughs> not a country. Um, but yeah, that's that's in a nutshell my story. How about you? Yeah, well, I think my my story is very different from yeah. yours. Um, my my sort of journey took on a lot of different different influences in just different countries. Um, for example, I I wasn't born in Nigeria, but I moved back to Nigeria when I was about three. Oh wow! Um, so I've I have primary school experience in Nigeria. I have secondary school experience in okay. Nigeria. But in the middle of all that, I also have primary school experience in the US, in the UK, and then I have secondary school or college experience in Denmark. So my my parents moved a lot. They yeah. and they my parents met in France. Oh okay. They were both studying there, so they. Um, yeah, that that's where they sort of set up their base and then moved around a bit. Um, but I did similar to when we're talking about what Nigerian parents were doing. When I did my primary school in in the UK, I did go to a primary school. I went to a regular Catholic school okay. in North London. Um, but then before that, um, my mom sent me to a private school oh, okay. in Bournemouth. And I had to live with a white family oh, as well. Okay, um, yeah. So and but that was I had to live with a white family for the term. Yeah. So that and I was like I think I was nine mm. or so. So that was it's funny and I, I've met a lot of Nigerians, but that yeah. was such a normal thing. Yeah. And I think even that my mom had got that from one of her really good friends who had sent yeah. her children to a private school somewhere in the the kids lived with a white family. So it was very normal. Yeah in a way but when I think back on it it it's a bit crazy it's a yeah, bit, I'm you, like you sent me to live with this white family I was nine years old in the middle of nowhere in the middle of nowhere so I lived in this with this white family they already had I think they had three kids already okay so it was it that, wasn't like their a, kids yeah their okay. kids so it wasn't like this was a small quiet house this was a very <laughs> busy house uh, I didn't have any bad experiences there, to be honest. Okay, it was good. it was all really good. Lots of cucumber sandwiches and, <laughs> and things like that. Very idyllic. It was very idyllic. Oh, okay. It was, it was actually very idyllic. We went swimming. 
did we went to see pantomimes it was it was it was interesting it was interesting but yeah looking back it is it's just weird but it's i suppose weird. you had that experience of that almost like dual life in terms yes. of you're living with this suburban white family, family yeah and then you still then have like your actual family yes my actual family yeah exactly um so that was interesting and then we were talking about yorubas well my mom my mother's yoruba so i actually understand yoruba and i can mm-hmm. speak it i speak it like a foreigner but i mm. but that's because at home my mother spoke english to me mm. but sometimes she would speak yoruba to me and i mm. would answer back in english yeah and i just never learned it but i just understood it from her speaking it with her sisters mm. and her mom so that's how i knew the language because mm. i heard it in in the house so i think yeah. you're right like if you don't hear it yeah then you're not gonna pick it up but i heard it and my mom yeah. and dad my dad isn't yoruba but he speaks yoruba fluently so they, so they would you. they would speak to each other and i mm. would hear that so that was yeah it was interesting and then yeah so the u.s part that was also an interesting Whereabouts in the US so, did you live in? Um, that was in California. Oh, wow. In LA, Anaheim, near Disneyland. So okay. I was a regular visitor at Disneyland, which okay. was great at that time. Um, so that was also an experience. And and it's funny, I think le- leaving Nigeria, then you realise that... Well, actually, I didn't realise I was different. Um during that primary school years i just for me it was just that was the norm that was the norm um i think i only realized i was not different but i think when you live in nigeria when you grow up in nigeria you grow up with a very strong sense of self of black Mm -hmm. identity yeah but maybe not maybe nigerian identity you grow up very with a very strong sense of that in fact anything outside nigeria is oblivious it's like Mm it's all very centered around Nigeria. Mm. So I grew up very sort of, I think very self-aware and very, not even, not, I would even say sort of, I just had an identity. I don't know if it was a black identity, but it was just there. But I feel like Nigerians are very like, I don't know what it is, confident, patriotic. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, it's something to be proud of. To yeah. Be Nigerian. And I feel like I had that as well. Yeah. But when I was um, in school, mm. it was like, you, you wasn't considered Nigerian. You was just like, oh, you're that African boo-boo. Yeah. You know, um, you, you eat weird things mm. and you look a bit weird. And that, yeah. Yeah. So and when you're in that kind of environment and if there's not that many of you. Then it, then it becomes like a an outsider thing exactly that's it exactly. and i i didn't have i never yeah. had that experience of yeah. feeling because i never had that yeah. formative years yeah. in a place where i was the other in yeah. a way it was not until college where i became the other but by that time you already i was already very sort of yeah i knew i think i was very sort of um I don't know what's the word i suppose you kind of you was quite confident and, yeah um you yeah so i had other there were other issues i had to navigate around (laughs) you know what i mean other problems yeah i had other problems like dating (laughs) do i date a white guy do i date like stuff like that so it was other stuff but you see for me college was the opposite it was where i really kind of like 
um discovered my identity mm. because you know i met other kind of um you know african and nigerian like um and people who, who are similar to you yeah, yeah. And similar experience so yeah. if i went to their house i knew how to greet their mom yeah they come to my house they know i don't have to say to but them. you i think you probably had you met other people who had that same dual exactly, exactly. in 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 one world but also in yeah. another world and combining that yeah because it's even different from when you're outside even how even though I don't speak Yoruba, mm. even how I speak to my parents and yeah. like my family versus how I speak to my friends versus how I speak at work. Yeah. Completely different. Yeah. yeah. And um, when, for someone to know me in all three of those spaces mm. and they actually really know me because Absolutely. when I, when I talk to my mum, I, I don't even notice it. It's, yeah. it's different. Yeah. Um, but when I, you know, or when I'm speaking to my friends who mm. are also like, um, African or Nigerian, it can be different. And yeah. then obviously then work is like, it's you know, different as well. Exactly. It is. Yeah. yeah. So, so that whole like code switching. Yeah. Trying to navigate. Well, it's, yeah. It's switching between different worlds. Yeah. Isn't it? it exactly. is switching. And, and I think unless you have that sort of, I think a lot of people who don't have that sort of different, I don't know, like sort of that maybe immigrant yeah. background will not understand it, but they don't understand yeah. that we do have to navigate different worlds. Yeah. And it's not, some people think it's a bad, I don't think it's a bad thing. I no. think it's just something that that's there it's just it's just but i think it makes you a very adaptable person because you do have to kind of like you do change and adapt and and also you know you've lived in a number of countries you um it it makes you kind of like i I think you kind of understand people it's really and it's not limited to even african people no no even like um, Asian people my one of my best friends is Indian she's a similar she's in a similar situation mm-hmm. um come to this country at quite early age having a very different kind of like environment at home versus at school mm-hmm. um even little things in terms of like you know wearing your traditional um dress yeah um I remember we came back from Nigeria one time when we were I think I was like about 10 so I wore my like you know Ankara mm. printed African outfit to school and everyone just being like, like what, <laughs> what are you wearing? <laughs> <laughs> um, and not really understanding mm. like what it is that um, I had on. And I I absolutely loved it. So mm. I went to school that day thinking like, yeah, everyone's gonna this is the be impressed. Thing ever, yeah. um, and then like coming back home being a bit like, oh, you know. Cried. Yeah. <laughs> But now, oh my gosh, mm. now you'd never, that would never ever know, happen yeah, or anything. Yeah. But yeah, it's just, it, but for Asian community, it's a similar situation. It is, yeah. 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 Um, and it's the immigrant story, isn't it? Yeah. And it's that story of um, of the diaspora and yeah. moving between different worlds. Um, but I think it's a great story. And yeah. I, for, I wouldn't change it. I have, it's funny with the, when we're talking about education and stuff and my upbringing was it my my parents were very definitely education was definitely a, like a thing that they focused on and mm. me having the getting the best education was really a priority for them private schools and stuff like that but in terms of going into what i should do that that wasn't really an issue mm. but i remember being at a family nigerian family gathering not just in the living room everyone yeah. all these adults and everybody's just yeah. sitting there for some reason somebody asked me what i wanted to be when i grew up 
and I always had two things I used to say. And I used to say, the fashion designer or archaeologist. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> and I said this in this room of and Nigeria. Like, uh, and my mother, my mom's uncle, I remember him, a lawyer, very academic man, very prestigious lawyer, looked at me and said, we can't use archaeologist in Nigeria. <laughs> <No>. so, <laughs> and he just shot my dream down Better completely. Just make that your hobby. <laughs> yeah. And I'll never forget that that right. So yeah. I did what, it, what my dream did not fit into the five major professions yeah. of a Nigerian, which is the doctor, the engineer, the lawyer. Yeah. Um, what's the other Accountant. one? Accountant. And oh, there's another there's fifth one. Can't remember. Maybe dentist. Maybe dentist, <laughs> probably. Yeah. So I did not fit into any yeah. of those five, yeah. and that was that. They didn't want to hear it. They didn't want to hear it. But I think that's quite the thing because we're in a unique situation where I wouldn't call myself definitely wouldn't call myself English. I'd call mm. myself Black British. Yeah. Um, and Nigerian, mm-hmm. but then when I go to Nigeria, I'm I'm still different you're to still, like yeah. native Nigerian people. So yeah. you're in this kind of awkward space of in between yeah. where you're you're not English British, mm. you know, which you're not, and you're not um native Nigerian because yeah. you've not lived there or you've not been brought up there. So it is a very you're kind of in your own unique mm, space of yeah. like okay i'm in both worlds but yeah. it's it, but at the same time it's it's nice because you you know i can go to nigeria and like be with all my cousins and mm. my family and then i'm also here in the uk and um you know living in london doing mm. that kind of life as well so you kind of get to move between the both the, worlds exactly yeah, yeah. yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So that's so that's how you would define your identity. You're black British. Um, you, like, it depends what when you ask me. Right. I suppose if I'm filling in the form, I put there normally is just black British box, and I'll and I'll tick that. Or they some now they have black African yeah British. So I'll tick that one. <laughs> um, <laughs> Um, I know like they did a census um, in 2011 and they said the number of black African British people had increased Mm -hmm. but one of the um, comments was that they don't think it had increased they just think that more people identify right yeah including people Mm. from the Caribbean um, including just black people in general Mm. um, now consider themselves to be African so which is which is quite good but I, I if someone asks me like where I'm from, probably mm. the first thing I always say is I'm not if someone says to me, Oh, what are you? Mm. I always say Nigerian. Nigerian, yeah. Yeah. I think I, I obviously I can't take the black British yeah. so <laughs> that for me is um, out anyway. Yeah. Brexit might change Bre- things. <laughs> well, even with that I can't I, I'm yeah. not British, so yeah. I don't I don't have British citizenship, so I can't take that. Um so I think I think I've always just taken African. Yeah. And then in terms of identity, um, I've always just been like I'm Nigerian. Yeah. And then, but then when people ask me, oh, then, oh, when they say, oh, so you're born in, I said, no, I'm born yeah. in France. They're like, oh, okay, so you're French. I'm like, no, no, <laughs> no. no that's no, I'm not French either. So yeah, for me, it's just, I just say, I just keep it simple. Yeah. I'm, I'm Nigerian. And then identity. Gosh, no. 
I just, yeah, black, African, European. Okay, a long one. A long one, yeah. <laughs> do they normally have that box? No, they do not. They don't have that box, no. <laughs> you have to write in other. Yeah, I have to petition for to have African, European put in there. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's interesting. Identity is an interesting thing. Um, it does make you think about who you are and and where you come from and i think it's also it's quite unique to um people like you said in throughout the diaspora that Mm. have traveled around because i think when people think of black culture they think of african-american culture as black culture well it's well it's not there's this whole other area of like people Mm. that are you know african people living outside of you know their country obviously africa Mm -hmm. is a big place yeah so it is kind of like it just shows how diverse people we are because because of that experience we're both here living in london yeah but our experiences have been actually quite different yeah um in terms of how we got to this point um but people would probably just lump us in the same category exactly so exactly it's quite interesting and i always find it you know when i hear other people talk Mm -hmm. how they came to this country or when their parents came there's similarities but then also there's quite some surprising things Things, as well yeah but yeah definitely the main thing is like you know you come here the main thing is your parents come here trying to better their life Mm. trying to make sure you get a good education and then they always say they're going to go back home yeah and it's been 30 plus years and my parents are still here in this in this country (laughs) (laughs) talking about yeah back home Mm. i'm like okay you've been here actually longer now Mm. but um yeah yeah it is i mean yeah we could talk about even like the post-colonial yeah um sort of aspect of it as well the yeah. reason why there's so many immigrants exactly. here exactly so let yeah we could talk about that as well and and say i think we could probably dedicate a whole like yeah. episode to talking about that and the complexities around that mm. whole like post colonialism and the effects that it has to this day yeah. on on how you even um immigrate around um europe because mm-hmm. obviously a lot of Africa was colonized by European countries mm. and the effects that it has today. So, yeah. but maybe that might be... That's that's another episode. Yeah, I think it has to be. <laughs> I think it has to be. Yeah. We'll probably have to get some people to come and talk with us. Okay. So we'll just take a short break and we'll be back shortly. Real. so far i hope um but basically we like to end each show on what we call our highlight or highlight of the week and um mine i want to talk about is um insecure the tv program oh great i absolutely love it um it's from um Issa ray who's also the creator of awkward black girl which is a youtube um series and if you haven't seen it go and watch it it's very the production quality the first season is quite low but it's so funny um so insecure is just about um got two black female um leads um Issa plays one of them she writes and produces the show as well the other lead is um Yvonne um Orgy is her name mm-hmm. um and she plays Molly and Molly's actually my favorite character really yeah because Molly I feel like 
I feel like I do what Molly does. <laughs> <laughs> so Molly is, you know, really successful, has a successful she's a lawyer, career. Right? Yeah. She's a lawyer. She's doing great in, mm. you know, her job. She's got an amazing apartment. So everything <laughs> is pretty much going well. She has a really cute dog called Flavor Yeah, she's Flav. got a dog. Yeah, that's funny. So, you know, she pretty much has, has, has everything, but she doesn't have, like, a guy, a partner. And that's the one thing she wants. And without knowingly she just kind of does things i don't know she comes up a little bit desperate sometimes i don't think so oh, that no. last episode when she you know basically just oh, she met the guy which one well she just met the guy they um she's you know she met she's dating these guys off this dating app the league yes she they spend the night oh, together wait, the, what, is that Jidena? Jude, yes the and then okay, she's yeah. like oh okay um you know he's like he has to go because he needs to get a change of clothes for work and she's like oh you can just leave your clothes oh, right. here and they yeah. had just met and like yeah. and i was that was like, cringe <laughs> I was like, and then she really wanted him to come with her to her colleague's um, engagement party. And that's the thing I like about the show is because they are just, you know, regular women. They show their flaws. They're not like, we're not magic all the time. Mm. So, you know, (laughs) you have to show that we make mistakes. And and, uh, obviously, you know, sorry, spoiler alert, um, Issa. Her character isn't exactly perfect either. No, yeah, yeah. Because you know, if you haven't watched episode three, stop now. But she cheats on her boyfriend, who I love, Lawrence. Yeah, as well. he's, her... he's so sweet. So, so definitely, that's my highlight of a week because it's you know, it's produced by you know a black woman. It's written by a black it's directed woman. Directed by a black. Exactly, woman as well. yeah. you know, starring two you know very you know different black women as well mm. in different kind of like. Um, so it kind of shows that we're not just one dimensional we're yeah. not just all I don't know struggling you know <laughs> things well, to get just through a, it's just a normal just normal, just normal. every day yeah. we have issues at work we yeah. have issues you know at home we have issues in dating so and it's funny it's funny it's, it's so funny, funny. Yeah. so you know it's it's light entertainment I, absolutely and so definitely my, my highlight of the week and I'll probably want to talk about it even more yeah it's a great show i agree how about Um, you um my highlight of the week um sometimes i'm a bit slow in these things but i just discovered this new poet uh, okay nayira wahid i've not heard um found her on instagram and she just had she she's just um written a lot of um interesting stuff um one of them i can just read a few lines from it it's all the black women in me are tired not the easy tired, the banal tired, the weary tired, but the bright tired, the wise tired, the tired that always comes before universal shift. The kind of tired that is strategic, soft, that is iron, which creates iron. The kind of tired that is alive. So that's just a short... Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, so that's just my highlight of the week. Oh, that's Re- amazing. Reading a bit of poetry. No, nice. We'll a bit definitely, of spoken word. I think we'll definitely have to post yeah. that on our Instagram. <laughs> I hate spoken word. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, I, lo- I do love spoken word. I um, I, I like poetry, but yeah. I think like standard spoken word, where it's like I just went to the shop and he <laughs> said to me, "Oh my god!" But I said, "I am strong." That's the spoken word that I don't like. <laughs> 
I, I, I can't, I can't get on board on that. <laughs> I've been to a lot of spoken word nights, and it's a bit like uh, you're just like this no, is, this is too much. But that was amazing. So yeah. we should definitely we'll post that on our Instagram page or or definitely tweet about it. Yeah. So um, our listeners can obviously read more um about um read more of her work yes definitely okay so, so yeah we've come to we've come to the end of of the first episode of our yes, podcast yeah um like we said we're gonna post this on a couple of different platforms we'll yeah. post it out on social media let you know where you can find it yeah so and... you can find us um at out of the box color out of the box.com our website you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Colour Out The Box. And as I said, you can email us at Colour Out The Box at Gmail. So if you're not sure, <laughs> just Google Colour Out The Box and you'll find us. Yeah. Okay. And then don't forget to like, subscribe and share. Yeah. And we want to know what you think as well. Comments, feedback. We All welcome. Will, yeah. All welcome. We just want to, just want to hear from you. <laughs> yeah. 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 Okay. So until the next podcast. Yeah. Thank you for listening. Let me be the